you are listening to the Hodges Huddle, where we discuss all things happening in the wide world of sports. Here is your KLSU sports team. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I'm your host, Tyler Viso. Today I'm joined by Andre Champagne and Patricia Caputo. How are y'all doing today? Doing great. I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, it is a fine Tuesday afternoon on day of recording, and we are going to be talking about all things NFL. This is probably going to be our last NFL podcast of the year. My first question for both of you is, how sad are you that football is about to be over? It's pretty sad. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know how I'm going to hold up these next few months without college football or NFL. Mm-hmm. Like We can watch the USFL if anybody's yeah. interested in <laughs> that. Let's not do that. <laughs> the XFL is still on. The XFL is still XFL on. XFL is kind of right. fun the, to watch. It was fun. It is. It's a fun sport. I like it. I mean, it's, it's a fun little thing. It's not the best of the best, but no. it's it cures your fo- football fix that you need. Like, oh, I got to watch football, but it's spring. Very true. Yeah. So yeah. this will probably be our last football podcast, and we're pretty much tying up loose ends for right now as a lot of coaches had fired their head coaches, and they're now starting to find jobs. So the first coach we're going to talk about, obviously, being from Louisiana, we're going to talk about – Dennis Allen being hired as the Saints head coach. Andre, I'll start with you because you are a Saints fan. Was this a good hire? This was a good hire uh, because, oh my gosh, we dodged a bullet and I getting Doug Peterson. Uh, the Jaguars hired Doug Peterson. I thought that was a weird one good too. Good for them, man. Good, good for the Jaguars. But uh, Dennis Allen, you know, I think if we didn't hire him, he would have been gone somewhere else and – we really don't want that because our defense has been so dominant mm-hmm. over the past years. And so what really shocked me, though, is uh, we hired the, the Chiefs offensive coordinator for, I heard, over eight hours. The interview and, process was eight hours, they and said, I, I, and which was interesting. Hire him. Yeah, which is weird. That is he deserves brutal. a head coaching job. He really does. He does. Uh, I, I, I agree. And now he really I think does. he is up for a contract so yep he's next year i believe he'll be a offensive coordinator free agent kind of thing pretty much i don't know how that works untouchable he was untouchable but i assume uh, that's a weird that's a weird set of circumstances that he's an offensive coordinator free agent because he shouldn't that guy shouldn't be an offensive coordinator anywhere else he should be a head coach somewhere i agree so i kind of look at it as he really deserves a head coaching job but if nobody's going to hire him what does he do you have to stay as an right. offensive coordinator or do something else. So what do you do at that point? Do you go to college? Do you stay as an offensive coordinator for the Chiefs? Do you go that do you go prove that you're still as good of an offensive coordinator somewhere else? There's a lot of desirable questions there that I don't know what the answer is about him. Yeah, that's kind of true. But Patricia was Dennis Allen a good hire and should and maybe they'll hire this guy, Bellamy, as um the offensive coordinator. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, that actually, I think that'd be a really good move if you do that. Because right now, yeah, the defense is dominant, but you have a concern on offense. He's, right? he's from New Orleans, I believe. Or okay. He's from the greater New Orleans area. So, so I don't know. And you need a guy to come in and help fix this offense. I know Michael Thomas will be back next season and Winston, but do you think they can win and get to the playoffs? Yeah, I yeah, do. It should be. Defense still wins championships, last right. I heard. So. All, I'm saying, all I heard, um, Dennis Allen's not – he's retaining Carmichael, but he's not going to be the offense coordinator. Yeah, it's kind of the same set of circumstances as the Dolphins head coach, which we're going to get to. But that guy wasn't calling the plays, and neither was Carmichael. Right. Sean Payton yeah, Sean was – Now, probably on practice days – 
It'd be Carmichael cool. was running the offense because Sean Payton had bigger fish to fry. I think that's but when it came move. down to game day, Sean Payton made the decisions on yep. what we were going to run, what personnel we were going to throw out there. So this guy wasn't really doing anything that was desirable. Right. Because if he was doing something that special, he would have got a head coaching job somewhere. Yeah, because the Saints offense over those years – was dynamite. They were doing so much good things. So It'd probably be like a quarterback's coach or like a right. analyst or something. Yeah, like that. and that's fine, and I can live with that. But and Sean Payton's like an offensive genius. So now you come in and you have to find someone totally new, a new era, a new style. That's you, hard. When Drew Brees retired, you were kind of looking at this whole new era thing anyway. So I think right now would be the perfect time to start fresh with the offense anyway. Right. Maybe go get yourself a better quarterback if you're not sold on Winston. But that's going to be the new offensive coordinator's decision anyway. And I don't think that will be this season, judging by the draft class. Yeah, you're not getting a quarterback yeah, this year. Next year would yeah. be your year to draft one. This year would be your year to go get a free agent. Mm-hmm. And that would be, I don't think you get Rodgers. So your only option really is Russell Wilson. Right. Be, it would be Russell Wilson or bust, and that would be keeping And he's Jameis. the only one I could see actually coming down to New Orleans. Yeah, I do too. My thoughts about this hire is that I think they had to keep the locker room intact. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dennis Allen's been there for years. Everybody loves him. The defense was ecstatic that he stayed. Exactly. And I agree with all of that. Now, the problem is Dennis Allen was a head coach once for the Raiders, and They're he failed well. miserably. And... That concerns me about why we hired this guy strictly for the locker room. It was also the Raiders, and you know their GM was not very good. Yeah, right. Yeah, I get all that. Didn't have any help with them, but I think that you trying to hire to keep your locker room intact usually ends poorly for you. And they needed to think about something else, and they didn't really do that. They interviewed a lot of people. They interviewed Flores. They interviewed the offensive coordinator for. The, f- um, the Chiefs. Yeah, for the Chiefs. And then they interviewed some other guys. Lions defense, uh, uh, defensive backs coach. Yeah. yeah. So they, they looked around, and I'm assuming that this was what they thought was the best for him. I trust Mickey Loomis, but I really hope that you didn't settle to keep your locker room intact just for it to blow up in three years, and you have to fire this guy and then go do this all over again. And, I mean, now you look at the league, and even though I don't really like this method, but after one year, two years, if you're not getting the job done, they're most likely gone. Oh, yeah, big time. After this season, especially if they find out that Winston isn't the guy, his career might be in question, too. They're going to, yeah. And this seems like a very much package deal of Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen because I think he stuck his neck out for this one because I just don't see that. I don't see it there just yet, the whole Dennis Allen hire. Mm -hmm. I think in time I'm going to start to understand a little bit more. They had the press conference today. I didn't watch it. Did either of y'all manage to catch it? Mm-mm. No. I didn't see it either. I, I'm assuming – I'd like to hear what he has to say because I think he's going to have a lot more insight about what he's going to try to do with this team. Yep. But they still have a lot of questions to be asked that I don't know what I believe in just yet. I think the Saints are in desperate need of an overhaul, and they tried to prolong that, and they're going to keep deferring payment, deferring payment till the Saints have to blow everything up and rebuild. Right. And that's what, that's what Mickey Loomis and them are trying to avoid. So I, I don't really know what their plans are yet, but yeah. we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Another coach that was hired recently that I thought was another interesting choice was that after the Dolphins had fired Brian Flores, they hired Mike McDaniels, the offensive coordinator of the 49ers. Was he the current? He was the offensive coordinator of the 49ers. 
it's just such a reach, you know. But like, it, it is crazy to think like what he did with like Debo, you know, how he did that with the offense. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I mean, that's I more Kyle he's though. Yeah, the guy to get is, the credit. Did he? Yeah. Did Kyle he calls do plays, that work? Right? I think Kyle calls plays. I think I think it's the yeah. same set of scenarios. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan calls See, plays. I think that's way more of a reach than Dennis. You know, Dennis has oh, I totally proved agree. himself. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Probably the best. The Miami Dolphins had a good head coach. They did. Brian right. Flores was a I good head coach. He had pulled them out place. of a bad place. It was, I mean, they they were they were the close GM. to making the playoffs after two years ago. They had the number five pick in the draft. Like they were picking yeah. five, and they weren't really winning that many games. They had an eight yeah. game winning streak yeah. at the end and of the season. And then did they lose seven straight in the beginning? Yeah, or they were. They won one and then lost seven, I think. Yeah, and then yep. they came back and they won eight. That's what I mean. That's a lot. A lot has to do with the head coaching. I don't, I don't think. And look Tua at the quarterback situation at the start of the year. Exactly. You yeah. Didn't know who was going to be your quarterback? And I'm just I'm looking at this a little perplexed because I don't think Mike McDaniel's called those plays. He's been in the NFL for 15 years, so he has experience. But this was his first like, experience in the NFL and experience head coaching exactly. are two different things. And he he's been an offensive coordinator for one season for the 49ers. Yeah, and he was not the mastermind behind the whole Debo Samuel Correct. running the ball. There's no way. And if he was, then that still shouldn't make you a head coach in one right. season. Because Debo also is very talented. You know, you don't just get that by calling plays. You get that by having a versatile player. Yeah, exactly. So they don't have Debo Samuel on that team. At all. There's nobody on the Dolphins lineup that I look at right now that is Debo Samuel. Who do they have? Mike Jacecki? I mean, they have Jalen Waddle. He's very, very underrated. Mike. So, I mean, I don't think that this, is good. this Dolphins team is going to have to take a step back and really think about this decision because that was a very poor one, in my opinion. They're going to have to have a good draft. To right. say the least, and they they have a ton of picks because that was the one thing that the Dolphins had done really mm-hmm. well over time was they had a lot of they had accumulated a lot of draft capital, which is the opposite of what the Rams did. So they they yeah. they did opposites. So they will they're gonna have a very young team. So maybe this guy can pull something in the next three four years, but they're by no means Super Bowl contenders no, by any means. I mean, even Tua's career is in question every single season. You're, you're constantly wondering is he he's that an injury risk and. He's had a lot of injuries. He had the hip. He had the ankle in college. Yeah. He hurt himself in the NFL. I forgot what he had this year. Did he his hurt ankle, his, I think. his ankle again? I think his ankle think or shoulder, ankle. something like that. Shoulder, something like that. I thought it was shoulder. But it's one of those things that you don't even have. You're you're in the same boat as the Saints. You don't have a consistent quarterback that you're trusting right now, and you're in the middle of a head coaching change. How much do you really trust the guy? That's kind of what my big question about this whole situation is. And – you fired Mike. You fired Brian Flores for this guy. I just I don't understand it. I don't understand why you fire Brian Flores in the first place. I know I know Twitter went crazy over it, and they were very disappointed. Even and, their own players too. And yeah, I, and I would be because this is a guy, as we said, dug you out of this hole, and I think he would have been able to piece something together with this team had you waited out. And then you hire a guy who, in my even though yeah, you could say okay, he's 15 years in the NFL, but he doesn't have a lot of experience, and. I, I don't know. Again, now you don't have Debo. How are you going to go out there and win games? They're going to have to find a lot more things to figure out. Cause they're they're going to need a good draft class, like Andre said, and make some. They're going to have to make some more hires because this guy alone is not a championship no. coordinator no. or mind or just. You think about those one once in a generation type minds that coach the Bill Belichick's. The people say Sean McVay's. We'll find out about that on Sunday, but. Guys like that that are just so good at their job and remember all this stuff, he's not that. Yeah, correct. 
I totally agree. And I don't think he's even a Zach Taylor type of guy. I don't know if he can take a franchise and make it great in a a few short years. No, you're you're exactly right. I mean, they're going to have a lot of issues to figure out, but we'll see. They're in a tough division, too. So when you're going to have to play – you have to play the Patriots, who still have Bill Belichick, and yep. they started to figure it out with Mac Jones. So he's getting better every game. Yeah, he and he'll continue to do so. I'm sure in the off season. So it's kind of one of those crazy scenarios that yeah. I don't see this working out for him. I think he's another guy that might get. He might go two and zero and just. Yeah, I agree. Just zero and two and just bounce. Yeah, I think he's gone. The Florida football teams. Yeah, they're always something. Yeah, that, I don't. I don't think that was a good hire. Yeah, me neither. Doug Peterson, like, yeah, he got a Super Bowl, but. Doug Peterson of the Jaguars, another one I'd bring up. I, what were y'all thoughts on the hire? I thought it was so-so. They're gonna, they're also gonna be O two. The, the coaches. Doug like, Peterson got fired for a reason, by the way. Yeah. And yeah, I, and then like he left that place a dumpster fire. He and, did. And that yeah. was one season that you just said that was their season. It was like everything. Yeah, yeah the team of destiny. Out. Yeah. Yep. And then Nick Foles came in in a system that seemed all but foolproof, mm-hmm. and then they won. Their offense was actually good. They had like Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. They had that was. In I his think their prime, biggest so problem like, was their left tackle went out for early in the season. Yeah, and they still managed to win a Super Bowl. Yep. He's that got a Super crazy. Bowl win under his belt, so it's better than. The Mike McDaniel hire because you got a guy who's right. at least been to the big game before. But he spent yeah. last year in Florida playing golf, and now he's back. Yeah, the Jaguars seem to have an issue of hiring coaches who yeah. have retired yeah. and just lose. make them do something <laughs> that they didn't lose really. A lot of players I, with that. Too. I don't know it's why you. Put yeah, you got to stop putting yourself. You're in that ruining situation. players' careers, like DJ Sharp. Like yeah. it's it's not even that. It's people like Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Yeah, him too. It's he is a lot of work. Because the answer to, be to the like question Miles is. Jack, he could have he been like top 10 He was the year they went to the, yeah. the AFC Championship mm-hmm. game. Yeah, like it's just, it's frustrating to see because like I like new teams, you know, like to make like runs or something yeah. like that. They no, should it always have makes beat, the NFL more fun. They should fun. have beat the Patriots that one year that they had Jalen Ramsey. Right? And Miles Jack. Mm-hmm. And, and Miles Jack. they just had Blake Bowles at quarterback. Yeah. That was yeah. probably their Achilles heel. It's just it's just frustrating to see, especially and, for Jaguars fans. But I, being I a Jaguars yeah, fan no and seeing all the stuff that you look at it, and you say, okay, what's gonna make Trevor Lawrence stay? And uh, there's nothing, nothing right now. Exactly. What's in Jacksonville like? It's not even what's in. I mean, there's probably nothing. Yeah, in I mean that but, too. But that yeah. that's like one upside that you would have. Maybe you know, like you know, why would you stay in New Orleans? Because it's New Orleans. No, so yeah, I agree with that. I just think that you have to keep Trevor Lawrence happy first and foremost because he's your franchise quarterback. And if he's not happy, then you need to start making changes to make him happy. And I don't think that this was the right move. I don't think this was it. And it's just so interesting to see in the NFL how Doug Peterson, he hasn't played in a year. Okay, he won a Super Bowl. That's great with the team. It was like a miracle year, you could say, with the backup quarterback. He gets a job right off the bat. And then you have a guy like Brian Flores who – Doug, as we said, Miami out of a really big hole, and he doesn't have a job right now. Still doesn't have a job as of today. That's crazy to me. Like that's it's crazy because he built that program up to a very yeah. good state. And yeah, there's all the PR stuff going on, but like that's not even. A problem. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I thought Brian Flores was going to go to New Orleans because the NFL already didn't like him. After he followed that suit, they probably hated him, and the NFL already hates the Saints. Yep. So you may as well just merge two and two together and make For it real. easier on us. Should have went to the Raiders. And all I'm going to say is Doug Peterson won that Super Bowl because Marcus Williams couldn't get that one tackle in Minnesota. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, because, you're right. Because the Saints were not going to be stopped that year. They uh, were on a hot like streak. You can argue, after you the can Minnesota argue with me any day. The Saints were the hottest team in the NFL. They were. That's before that, year. that one play. No, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. 
Well, Saints fans always make excuses, so that's fine. I, I, yeah, I, just, I don't feel bad for y'all. I mean, it's just saying, like, that's two Super Bowls that Drew could have had. Like, that's the defense. He actually had a defense. Like those. Yeah, years, those were know? some. Those were yeah. some good Saints teams. Well, I'm. I miss those days. You look yeah. back on it now, and I know we took it for granted. Yeah. For oh yeah, we did. One hundred percent. We'll move on to the Houston Texans, who hired Lovey Smith as their head coach. Thoughts? I mean. They love him. They love him in Houston, apparently, the players. He so. took the Bears to the Super Bowl in 06. Okay. He's been to the big game. I didn't know that. Yeah. He was the one that played against Peyton Manning the year Peyton Manning and them won. It was mm-hmm. the year that the Saints were in. They were in the divisionals against the Colts or against the Bears, and they lost with Jay Cutler. So, uh, oh, yeah, okay. So I, I think this hire is good for the Texans. I think they got somebody that they actually wanted. They didn't settle. Texans have a ton of problems that they need to fix. Oh, a lot. For sure. They need a quarterback desperately. David Culley. uh, Not David Culley. What's his name? Deshaun Watson? No, not Deshaun Watson. Who's the quarterback? The rookie. The rookie. David Mills. David Mills. Mills. No, no. You don't think he was one of the better rookies this year? Yeah, he was. I mean. My mistake. Go get a receiver, too. You have Brandon Cooks getting, like, double <laughs> teamed every game, and that's not going to work. Could have still had DeAndre Hopkins if Bill O'Brien You literally gave up yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, and who was their running back? Their running back? I don't remember. Uh, they had, like, a decent running back at one point. It was David Johnson, maybe? David Johnson, mm-hmm. he was— He's he, there now. He's there right now. I don't know. It was he's I think he's on Miami right now. I just forget his name. He's a, he's a journeyman, so yeah. he bounced around the NFL a lot. They just—they have so many issues that I don't think they were going to go out and hire a home run coach because they don't have no coach really wants to go to yeah. a team right now that has what I would say zero potential to win right now. That's yeah. why I wouldn't even have fired David Cully. That's another firing that I just can't wrap my head around. He was—he was doing damage control really for the Texans, and now they said, "Okay, we made it through the bad year. Now we'll start rebuilding," but. In the NFL, rebuilding is harder than people think, it's so hard. and especially because Bill O'Brien left that team after giving, basically selling the house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he sold the house for their best. Bill everything. O'Brien finished strong, though, right? Kinda. I mean, just just to go out the way he did, trading DeAndre Hopkins. That's I think that might be one of the worst. The worst things I've ever. And this seen. team was like a playoff team. Like they were always either in the divisional or like the the wild card. In my was, opinion, DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the league. Not so much statistically, just more that he's played with so many different teams, quarterbacks. Yeah. And, and now he's managed to make them teams, all look good. And he's still yep. always one of the best players out on the field. That yeah, is so true. And no, to you're trade right. a guy like that, I, I don't, I can't wrap my head around. That guy should have stayed as a Texan until. He was a free agent. Yeah, that's kind of like I don't I don't want to compare this right now, but like it's kind of how the Trailblazers just gave up CJ McCollum. Right. Yeah, it's but like, that was for a lot more. They gave up a yeah, first yeah. round draft pick. Two like they literally got picks. what David Johnson out of yes. his prime. It was a seven player trade, so I mean that made more sense than DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. yeah so you look at that player. very confused, and the Texans just have so much that they need to fix, and they're in the definition of rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. I mean they have nothing. They're starting with a completely new foundation. So while I respect that they they basically said, okay, we're going to fire our head coach and start from the ground up, you could have kept the same guy paying him. However, right. I mean, they weren't paying him that much. I mean, but he wasn't even supposed to win four games. They didn't even know that I don't even know David they projected Mills to win was going to be the a guy. Game. That's what I mean. And then yeah. They had Tyrod Taylor in the first couple yeah. games, and then he got hurt, and then they put in David Mills, David Mills, and then they had a little quarterback battle. They have so many issues 
that I didn't think they were going to get a good coach. I did, that's why I didn't think they right. were going to get Brian they need Flores. Everything like they they really do. Yeah. They need oh yeah. And now you have those off the field issues because Deshaun Watson is technically still on their team, right? Yeah. So you you need a guy that's going to handle and all they that can't with the trade media. him. They have to keep him because if every like Legal. let's say he does get to stay in the NFL, you have him for trade capital and you right. can trade him well for some picks or a player or something. So you kind of have to keep him on your roster. As much as you don't want him, yeah. you have to keep him. You have to. And I don't know. That's just, that's very messy. So that also is something you have to take into consideration. When, when hiring, hiring a head coach, yep. 100%. I think the Texans probably won, considering they had nothing to, they had nothing to gain. They had nothing. They much to lose. I think it was a good hire. So I think it was okay. Yeah. I mean, you're you're put in a dumpster. You're probably going to win so three, four games again next process. year and it's call it a, a day. Yeah, you, you got to give this guy a chance. You yeah, you're gonna. Do, yeah. Right, no doubt. You're gonna have. You're gonna. They're gonna probably project you to win three, four games again. Probably get lock up the number one pick again. Yeah, but the Texans are like smarter that. Uh, than the Dolphins were. They can't just fire a guy after what two seasons. That's another thing. Two That's seasons. what I struggle with. It wasn't David Cully just there for one season. Yeah. That's my biggest issue. Why are you firing a guy who wasn't even supposed to win a game, went out there, won four, and dealt with all the problems of not even ta- having to talk about Deshaun Watson in the media over and over again, yep. and then you just fire him? And like, oh, well, You're we exactly need to correct. rebuild. No, I agree. You're exactly correct. It's a it's a weird business. That NFL. Oh, yeah. The NFL is a weird, weird place of business. And with, with Brian Flores, at least there was a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but that the, him and the GM did not agree with nah, Tua did. and the starting quarterback, or they wouldn't agree on a lot of things Keeping Tua, on the field. That was, the, that was, that was the main argument that the GM and him had. I think right. that's really So maybe that why. can make some That was sense. his downfall. But I mean, I, I believe that was his downfall with the GM, and they had kind of, they had butted heads a lot, and that kind of resulted in you not really wanting to do anything, them not wanting to work together anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was the GM or Brian Flores. Well, obviously, you know who loses that battle every time. Right. I can't remember a time a GM was fired because right. of a head coach. So it's kind of one of those big things that is unsolvable in the NFL, and you'll never understand it. But sometimes people manage to make it through. So we'll see how these head coaches do. Yep. Another thing to look at, the last thing, is the Steelers. They're kind of in rebuild mode, too. They they fired their GM, just got a new mm-hmm. one. So that really – that actually is, like, a big deal with NFL teams is your GM. and that GMs matter. Yeah, so, like, that's – come draft night, they're the most important person. Like, Couldn't relate building. for the Cowboys, but – Yeah, I mean, you have Jerry Jones doing all the work, so <laughs> – or his son, or whoever, yeah, whoever the oligarchy they run whatever over there to run it, it. It depends on the day. But, and at least for the Steelers, you have Mike Tomlin. So. That's what I mean. He's such a genius head coach. Yeah, he's such a good head coach. I saw the stat that he hasn't gone below 500 nope. in like what? what? Ever since Ben, ben Roethlisberger has never had a losing season. So. Yep, so Mike Tomlin hasn't. Yep. There it is. So that's, that's the crazy. answer to that right there. I mean. It's insane. And every year you're like, they're, they're going to have their losing season. This year, you know, you thought that they were they in the They just keep doing it. Every year, he's so and, you respect and it. You look at the guys that he's dealt with, Antonio Brown. I mean, there was a rumor I remember it came out that oh, they said Antonio Brown was difficult to deal with, and I was like, oh gosh, this is some dumb rumor. And then we look at what happened. They knew, yeah, they knew. Crazy, and the like, whole Le'Veon Bell thing, why they didn't yep. want to re-sign him, and then Le'Veon Bell really slipped into mediocrity, and now he's just a journeyman who bounces around the league when mm-hmm. running backs get hurt. They they're on the better to, end of that. He had to deal with Big Ben's allegations, and then now Juju Smith-Schuster on. Being TikTok crazy. And yes. Yeah. So for the Steelers, really, it just matters who they're going to get at quarterback because everything else, they're yep. Najee Harris is going to be him next year. Yep. Yeah, man. TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, there. Joe Hayden on that team? Yeah. 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 So they, they have a lot to offer a quarterback. 
I just don't. They can't draft one. Right. I assume right now they're going to take either Mason Rudolph or the who's the other guy? Duck Hodges. Dwayne Haskins is. Dwayne Haskins was <laughs> over there, I think, a little bit too. They're not going to play him though. Yeah, I'm assuming they're going to take Mason Rudolph for this year. I could see them taking Kenny. Kenny Pickett. Maybe. You don't see that? No, I don't, I don't really see that. That's a big need. I think they roll with the guy they know instead I of playing, rolling the dice on the draft right so. now with the quarterback class being not as good as it is. I don't think Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett would thrive in mm-hmm. San Fran- think, uh, in Pittsburgh. I so. think Kenny would do well, personally. I think either Kenny or Malik Willis would do pretty good. Maybe. I just don't see it. I think they – I think they need to go with what they know for right now and then go take a really proven quarterback like C.J. Stroud yeah. or Bryce Young. I mean, maybe they'll drop late just to have someone else. Cause just to have somebody Dwayne in the quarterback Haskins room. That, is that yeah, guy? Spot. They're going to need to figure out some things in terms of quarterback. But other than that, they're still, they're still a playoff contending team. Your Achilles heel last year, if you're the Steelers, was Big Ben. His arm strength wasn't right. there anymore. He wasn't mobile in the slightest. He no. he just he didn't have the arm strength to throw the deep ball like he used to, mm-hmm. so you couldn't really do too much with him. Yep. And they still managed to make it to the make a run. So yeah, they they did. They made the playoffs. So you got to respect them for it. They made the playoffs on a very weird set of circumstances, but they made the playoffs. Very weird. They almost <laughs> didn't, but they tried not to. But hey, that's all that matters sometimes. We're very thankful for the Chargers. Well, we're gonna move on after the coaching carousel to the biggest game of the year. And definitely one of the more exciting games, Super Bowls, I've been excited about. And that is Rams Chargers, second year in a row. They're playing, a team is playing on their home field. Mm-hmm. How does that make y'all feel? Rigged. That's, That's crazy. Insane. I mean, it doesn't really like, it doesn't really matter much for the Rams because they don't have a whole lot of fans. Yeah. But, I um, mean. It kind of matters. Have you seen those prizes? Hey, I heard, I heard they're, uh, right. they're going to try crazy. to eliminate this. So they're going to move it to uh, AT&T Stadium. So then right, they won't have to worry what, about it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you're funny. You're funny to so many memes. Wait, isn't it actually ne- <laughs> next <laughs> year? Somebody said, that, somebody, somebody said that and made me laugh. I think the next yeah. year is going to be in Vegas. They pretended that it was oh. a, a Roger Goodell press conference. Yeah, that's what he said. I saw that and made me laugh. It's a good way of doing it. It's a good joke, Tyler. It's a good joke because it's true. I'm still not over the game, okay, against the <laughs> Honor, so. Well, right now we're going to talk about Rams-Bengals. We've talked about it a little bit. We haven't really gone too much in depth about the matchups and whatnot. So first things first, I think the biggest matchup of this game is going to be Jamar Chase versus Jalen Ramsey. It's going to be a movie. Amazing. I think. Who do you think wins that battle? I think Jamar Chase is going to win Jamar. it. I think Jamar I, uh, this is so biased, obviously. No, but, I don't but, think it like, is. Personally, uh, Jalen's never faced him, so it's yeah. going to be harder for him. It's kind of like how Justin Jefferson had 112 yards on Jalen Ramsey mm-hmm. this season in his first matchup. I think they are just going to prepare. So, I think the Bengals are just going to prepare so well for trying to mask that, and it's going to make it harder for Jalen Ramsey to cover him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The real key to this matchup for the Bengals, though, is 100% what T. Higgins and cool. Tyler Boyd do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they're going to And Uzama said he's playing, by the Trust way. Me, Maybe he Joe said it. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah he really? said it yesterday in their opening that, night That thing. helps them big, then. Are the Ram- is the Rams tight Higby's tight? out, right? I don't is know Higby yet. Out? I just saw that Uzama last night, and the, they had something at the stadium, and he said he wasn't missing the biggest game of his life. Now, now the medical team could say something else. Yeah, well. But he says he's going to play, but... I, We'll see. What is he playing with? Like a MCL? Strained MCL. Strained? Not even strained. Yeah, I think it's, just, it's something like that. Yeah, you can play with that. He could probably play yeah. with that. 
I think he's he be playing. Anybody know? No, I don't know if he's playing yet. That's a that'll you'll probably not find out till Thursday yeah, or Friday. Still a question, apparently. So the the biggest matchup for me is the other people on the Rams and the linebackers covering their cornerbacks uh, besides Jalen aren't that good. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. They're not. So if T, you'll know pretty early if T Higgins is having a great game, it's gonna it's gonna make trouble for the Rams because mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey's gonna be on Jamar Chase all night. Right. So and let's if Jalen Ramsey does have Jamar Chase figured out, which He's one of the best corners in the game. He's you gonna be surprised about that. Yeah. He's he's not gonna under prepare for this yeah, guy. No he doubt. he's he's the rookie of the year. He's offensive rookie of the year. So it's really gonna matter what T Higgins does and what if Uzama plays or Joe Mixon. Yeah, I was gonna say throw Joe Mixon into the mix, throw him off a little bit. They're gonna try to run the ball. I don't see why you wouldn't. I, that's what I'm saying. I I think I said this last week. I think I think Mixon is going to have the game of his life. I think. If you run the ball well on the Rams, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a better time because the way the way the Rams like to do things is definitely blitz and mm-hmm. get in your face mm-hmm. and and they have the guys to do it. Yeah, oh yeah, and the, I mean those linebackers got speed and Aaron yep. Donald can bulldoze those guys quick. Yep. Another key to the game for the Bengals really is gonna be Joe Burrow getting the ball out quick. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a big factor because he did it really well against the Chiefs. Chiefs who he have did. a good pass rush, and then he did it against the. Mm, he didn't really do it against the Titans. Titans but were on him, but, but they, he, he did learned. it against the Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders had a very good pass rush. Yeah, they and they Cosby were on and him, they and he got guys. the ball out quick. And it shows those these last couple of weeks of the playoffs how he's adapted to the playoffs and adapted to this real mm-hmm. speed that these defenses are bringing. Because he's played this week, he'll probably play. I'm assuming the Rams are the number one defense. The Bills were the number one Bills, defense in the NFL. The Rams are up there. The Chiefs were up there. The Raiders had a good pass rush. And the Titans were also very good. Titans. You've played some stellar defenses in the past couple weeks. So you've had to really adapt as you've gone. And I think that's going to be one of the keys for the Bengals' offense. And the Bengals, or Joe Burrow, did get sacked nine times versus Tennessee, right? Yeah. And But besides that, he's only been sacked 12 times this postseason. So you look at that, that's three other times he's been sacked, so I think that does mean he's yeah, gotten the four, ball out yeah. quicker. Yeah, I think right. once four. last week or two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I mean. So, I mean, I think there are ma- they're making those changes that they can go up and potentially compete against Aaron Donald and Von Miller. It's going to be difficult, but I think they're Pretty making cool, the changes yeah. to do that. Yeah. I think the Rams on the defensive side of the ball, their whole key to win on this is going to be get Joe Burrow on the ground. Right. Make Joe Burrow uncomfortable, and he can't get the ball off. You ra- and that being said, you're probably not going to rattle Joe. It no, seems nobody has yet. Cool but that's going to be the he's key cool. for the Rams. It's going to be Joe getting Joe Burrow on the ground and not letting him do that. Or use his legs. He can use his legs. He can use his legs. I agree and with that. And I know the, the Bengals don't let him run a lot because mm-hmm. they don't want him getting hurt, of mm-hmm. course. But you're going to see that this game. Yeah, you're going to – they're going to let it all hang out. Everything the century, on the line. You know, is, yeah. The Rams really only have one strategy. It's going to be get Joe Burrow on the ground. I mean, Jalen Ramsey is going to do what Jalen Ramsey is going to do, but the other they know where their weaknesses are, and their weakness lies on the other cornerbacks that aren't Jalen Ramsey. So they have to make sure that they don't give Joe Burrow enough time to find Higgins and Boyd and Uzama or mixing out the backfield. Because yep. if they eliminate that, Joe Burrow really doesn't have much to work with. His offensive line is not good. Everybody knows it. Yep. Right. It's not a secret. Yeah. No, and that's something that they need to work on and 
they again they have to compete against these big guys like Aaron Donald, Von, Von Miller, Miller, their linebackers. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Any other keys you think for the Rams to win on defense for this game in order for them to win the Super Bowl? Eli Apple, do something, please. <laughs> <laughs> the Bengals. Eli, the, who's he going against? He'll There's go no against, way Cooper, right? No, Cooper's going to line up in the slot, so it's okay, going to be linebackers. Odell. It'll be probably Odell. Yeah, probably. Oh, my goodness. It'll be Odell versus Eli Apple, if I had to guess. That's funny. They're probably going to put a safety. They're probably going to do they, exactly what they did against the Chiefs and just keep safeties deep and mm-hmm. not let them have yeah. the deep ball, which mm-hmm. essentially worked. The Bengals on defense, really, the key for them is just the same thing they've been doing. Pass rush. Trey Hendricks can yeah. get to Matt Stafford. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. The opposite of Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford can crack under pressure. He might throw a pick. He, he led might throw two. and drop back oh, in the It's NFL. all but gar- it's all They're but guaranteed that Matt Stafford will throw a pick. I think in this he game. led in the NFL in interceptions. This he did. Season. He was one of the leaders. I mean, and he's in the Super Bowl. That's what you need to do. Yeah. You need to put pressure on the quarterback. It's not, and you're right. But the addition of that is they need to capitalize because look what the 49ers mm-hmm. did. They had that pick in the end zone, and then they ended up punting. You can't punt when you get that ball. And then you you completely drop the pick. Because look at some of the games, if you all remember, when he played the Titans, when Rams played the Titans and the Titans won. Matt Stafford threw two picks, back-to-back drives. One of them was a pick six, and the mm-hmm. other one was inside the mm-hmm. 20. I remember that. Capitalize on both of those possessions. You win. And yep. you win. And it's no not even close. Because they're just you, – you rattle Matt Stafford, their offense has nothing left to say. Yeah. They can't – Cam Akers still coming back from injury, still hasn't run as crisp as you thought. He just so tore his Achilles in July, if I'm not mistaken. It's crazy and that I he's going to play, by the way. It's crazy that he's even back. Yeah. So you can't he, you can't rely on him. Yeah. As much as you'd want to. What are some of the keys you'd like to see from the Rams' offense in order for them to win? The big thing is Matthew Stafford on offense. Yeah, for you, them to win, what do the Rams need to do? Cooper Cup just throws him. Yeah, I think Cooper Cup's actually the wrong answer there, and I think it's going to be Odell so Beckham right, Jr. Because so? they know that it's coming with Cooper Cup. Yeah, you're right. Nobody's uh, really nobody's been to is, stop they, Cooper they Cup. He won the triple the crown. They don't run the ball. No, they don't run the they, ball. I think they ran the ball like three times last week. Yeah, oh, they cool. average like a hundred yards running. About 102, I think it was. In the playoffs, I feel like it's less than that. But A lot of teams have managed to stop the run and make them very one-dimensional. You can't be one-dimensional in the NFL, by the way. So they're going to have to run the ball. I just don't know if it's going to be successful or not. Especially and if Matthew Stafford makes those mistakes, which he's almost guaranteed to. He's all but guaranteed to make those mistakes at this point. Yep. I think if they if Matthew Stafford throws a pick and they capitalize and they turn that possession and score a touchdown, even yeah. really a field goal, because keep in mind special teams matters. Yes. It's going to matter yeah. big time. It's yeah. going to be a field position game, I'm sure, for Rook- the most part. Rookie kicker, another guy who doesn't crack under pressure for the Bengals. Yeah. yeah I mean, you got you got a kicker matchup right here. Matt Gay mm-hmm. versus uh, Evan, McPherson. Evan McPherson. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Special teams matters. and It's a game where field goals are acceptable, I feel like. I think, I think it may come down to something like that. I agree, but if the Bengals, I mean, they did better last game, but the Bengals can't win on field goals. No, you cannot. You can't do what you did last week or a couple weeks ago. Yeah, because it's just gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna mess you up, and it's gonna give that defense, it's gonna give that Rams defense more momentum, knowing that mm-hmm. hey, we can still get stops even when our backs against the wall. Mm-hmm. They're gonna need some. They're gonna have to score touchdowns. It's all be guaranteed. It's gonna be a crazy game. In terms of game overview. Do y'all think this is going to be a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game? It's so hard to tell, it man. Is it's hard just to so tell. hard. I think it's going to be low-scoring 
because could, everybody expects it to be high scoring. Maybe. Everybody get my logic. You get my logic yeah, there? No, I, I, I get your I totally logic. Understand. I get your logic. But I, I mean, I want it to be a high scoring game, so I'm going to say high scoring. Gonna, I want it to be a close game. Yeah, I'm going to say I think it will be a close game. I'm going to say high scoring, too. There's no big weather issues. Like, they're not in Green Bay or anything crazy like that. Yeah, they're so, playing yeah. in L.A. It's probably that's 75 what, degrees I mean. and sunny. It's going to be perfect conditions. So, I think, I think I'm think i going to say a high scoring game. You kind of have the old versus new with Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow. I'm going to say they're going to go head-to-head. I think if they if it's a high scoring game then Joe Burrow has figured out the defense figured out the Rams defense yeah you give him enough time you know and then at that point if Joe Burrow figures out the Rams defense the Bengals defense is going to have way more momentum and that's going to help them and then i think it's going to be a blowout i would love that i would love it too i would love to see them win i mean this game is just so intriguing because you have what money can buy you in talent mm-hmm. with the Rams, and then you have what one guy can make a team do and how hot you can get in the playoffs and all of a sudden be where you want to be. It is interesting because they're the complete opposite. Oh, yeah, they mm-hmm. are. Because the Bengals got there from drafting yep. and yep. just having the right pieces mm-hmm. fall at the right time, they and the Rams got there from buying everything. Good coach. I think they and traded a few Bengals got it from got free picks, agency yep. with guys like Von Bell, Eli Apple, uh, Hendrickson, all those guys, they they did it a different way. And then the Rams just said, we're going to pay for the biggest names, not the pieces that fit the puzzle. Yeah, and try to win now. A lot of superstars. On that yeah, they played, for, they played for the and super team. if you team. look at it, uh, you really are on opposite or, spectrums. And it is impressive what the Rams have been doing because that doesn't always work when you just get a bunch of superstars and throw them on a team. And oh, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be... It's going to be so interesting to watch this matchup unfold because you never thought the Bengals were going to be here. And now they are here. You think, well, who's going to stop them now? Right. Well, the Chiefs couldn't do it. The number one seed Titans couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs didn't even do it in the regular season. That was when the hot streak started for yeah. them, essentially. Yeah. And they beat them twice. And the momentum's there. Like the fame's there. Oh, yeah, the, it's momentum. The love. I don't know someone who's not rooting for the Bengals except Rams fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't even have a ton of Rams yeah. fans anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm looking at this matchup just so confused on what they could really do with it. So, I mean, are you are you guys excited for halftime show or what? The halftime show. Uh, that's halftime a that's show. a question I'm curious about, y'all. I mean, yeah. I'm excited about it. I think it's gonna I don't be interesting. Know. I, th- I don't think it's gonna be good. I'm very. I feel like it's more for '90s babies. Yeah, but like I mean, Snoop Dogg's not a good performer, and it's kind of hard because they are rappers. So yeah, I don't know. I heard Dwayne the Rock Johnson gonna go sing a song. Really? That'd be awesome. Little rat. Sing a song. Interesting. Why not? He's a little rat. I think it will be good with all of them, and then Kendrick's going to be there too. So that'll Kendrick, be I'm sure it'll be Kendrick's fine. Good. Yeah. yeah. One good. of my one of my favorite questions that I always love, and there are odds on this for the Super Bowl, like the prop bets, you know, and yep. it's what color the Gatorade bath is going to be for the winning coach. Uh, I used on. to always ask our old sports director that. I used to always ask Nathan. Blue. Give me blue. Mm-hmm. Blue. You're on record now, so blue. You think it's gonna be blue? I'm going blue. Yeah. There's purple Gatorade, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. purple. <laughs> I'll go. Okay. I just, to be different, that I'll I'll say, say red. Red. Okay. I'll say red. So, finally, we it's our last podcast of football. Super Bowl score prediction time. Ugh. On record, Patricia. When we did the tailgate show, we were always atrociously wrong. So wrong. So, Andre, I'll start with you. Give me the breakdown of the game now and how it goes and your prediction. To be so wrong. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go 35, 31 Bengals. Field goal. That's four points. That's four points. So you think it's gonna be that close? Yeah. 
Okay. Interesting. Patricia? You can go first. I'm still I'll go first. That's fine. I think this game is going to be... It's going to be close. I think you can't bet against Joe Burrow right about now. They're too hot. I'm going to go... I'm definitely going to stay in your range, Andre. I'll go 38-31. Matthew Stafford's going to throw a pick late in the game. Off, uh, They're going to be driving down, then Stafford's going to throw the pick, and then it's going to be 38-31 as they try to go for overtime. 38-31 Bengals. That's mine. All right, all right. So I'm going to say that... I agree. Matthew Stafford's going to throw a pick. I'm not going to go into when. I just oh, he's going to throw a pick. I just know he's going to do it. Maybe even a pick six, just to change it up a little bit. <laughs> but I think this is going to be a field goal, even though you know we've talked about Joe Burrow all this season, how amazing it is, how he turned around the franchise. But I think Evan McPherson is going to hit the game-winning field goal, and I'm going to say that it's going to be 45 to 42, a very high-scoring Ooh. game. That's very high-scoring. Yeah, I don't think Matt Stafford throws a pick. I think he fumbles it you like twice. What? That's even what I'll say. I'll say that Matthew Stafford throws Gets a the turnover. Pick. Yep. No, he throws oh. a pick right at the end of the game. And I think he's going to throw a pick at the end of the game. Drive down the field, and Evan McPherson hits the field. That would be awesome. Storybook ending. Evan McPherson every Book it game right now. In yeah. almost every game. <laughs> Just absolutely and, nailing game winners would be awesome. I'm gonna say that he says it right before he kicks. He's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, we're super we're gonna Bowl win. Champions. Super Bowl champions. You hear that at the end? Yep. That I is like so it. cool. And everyone in Cincinnati has off for school the next day, so they'll have they'll, a yeah. And the parades will come, and I'll be yep. so excited. It'll be I better would better than Philly. I would definitely take a flight to Cincinnati if they win. I would definitely do it to go see the Super Bowl parade, see Joe Burrow <laughs> and Jamar Chase. I would sure. do it if I didn't have school. Yeah, I'd do it facts. for sure. Yeah, they should give us off. I know. Where's our credential? That's what I'm saying. That'd be awesome. Well, for the last football podcast of the season, this has been Andre Champagne, Patricia Cabuto, and I'm Tyler Viso, and this has been the Hodges Huddle.